Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, Strength is on the Way, in the sermon series, Thank God for the Village. We're glad you're here. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Give God a big hand clap of praise. For we know we serve a great and mighty God. There's no God like Jehovah. The God in which we serve, he sits high, but thank God he works low. We serve a God that's not that great, that he cannot reach us wherever we are. That he is a personal God. One of my professors told me that he's a low-down God. Which means he comes down low. We don't serve a God that makes us try to get to him, but he has decided to come down to us. So what a wonderful God in which we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Let us pray, God of grace and mercy and peace, we tell you thank you now because you've been so kind, so merciful. You've allowed us to see another day, another moment, another time. We pray now that you bless this service, bless this word, bless everyone who's watching or who is in the building, that we give your name glory, praise, and honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you have your Bibles, turn them on or open them up to Isaiah chapter 40, starting at verse number 28. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. If you're watching online, on any platform, we want you to be a virtual evangelist. Amen. Hit that share button or let someone else know that you're watching worship and share the link with them so that they may be able to hear the word of God um, on this day. Amen. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Amen. Are we there yet? Amen. It's, It's strange. You don't hear Bibles turning no more in church. Amen. Normally you'll know. When we was there, when the silence, but now everyone has it on their phones and tablets and things of that sort. What a wonderful world we live in. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, shall mount up with the wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Just want to preach from the topic today. Strength is on the way. Strength is 
on the way. During slavery, the education of the enslaved Africans was discouraged and made illegal in most southern states. A North Carolina statute stated, teaching slaves to read and write tends to excite dissatisfaction in their minds and to produce insurrection and rebellion. The most oppressive limits on slave education were a reaction to Nat Turner's revolt in Southampton County, Virginia during the summer of 1831. This event not only caused shock waves across the slaveholding South, but it had a particular, and still has, a far-reaching impact on the education of generations of black people. The ignorance of the slaves was considered necessary for the security of the slaveholders. According to the Smithsonian American Art Museum, the Alabama Slave Code of 1833, including the, follow the following law, any person who shall attempt to teach any free person of color or slave to spell, read, or write shall upon conviction thereof by indictment be fined in a sum of no less than $250 and no more than $500. At this time, Harper's Weekly published an article that stated the alphabet is an abolitionist. I'm gonna say that one more time. The alphabet is an abolitionist. If you would keep a person enslaved, refuse to teach them to read. The goal of the slave owners to keep the enslaved illiterate, which in turn would keep them oppressed. Today we see those in power attempting to use these same tactics. We see how governments are making laws against critical race theory, which explains the injustice of our people in this nation through slavery, through Jim Crow, through the lynching tree, through the civil rights movement through redlining where blacks were unable to live outside of certain neighborhoods while the federal government created suburbs for white people to escape to and then removed the resources from the areas in which they left and then labeled them as slums and ghettos. We observe the same practices today where the goal is to keep the poor Dumb that those in power may keep them oppressed. I feel like preaching here today. Carter G. Woodson is quoted stating to handicap a student by teaching him that his black face is a curse and that his struggle to change his condition is hopeless is the worst sort of lynching. The hope for change is found in education. Let me say that one more time. The hope for change is found in education. And I know many of us have heard the famous phrase, knowledge is power. And I believe that the more you know, the more options you would have. 
The ability to have choices is what gives us power not to accept any and everything that is offered unto us. It's sad, my brothers and sisters, that even during this time of slavery, that the Bible was used as a tool of oppression to keep black people enslaved by their slave owners. Because the slave owners would only teach them Ephesians 6 and 5 that states, slaves obey your masters. But when the slaves learn how to read and the preacher learned how to expound on the text, they found Exodus chapter 5 verse 1 that shouted and declared, let my people go. Oh my God, that, that, it was the ability to read that gave our people the courage to liberate themselves. It was the ability to read that gave our people the, the, the faith and the fortitude and the tenacity that allowed them to say it should not be like this. This is not what God created us to be. Let my people go. There is power in knowledge. And today on this third Sunday of February in Black History Month, here at Mount Zion, we want to honor all of our educators who are trying, who are trying their very best to instill in our children this hope, this hope of they don't have to be like everybody else. This this hope is where they can be whatever they want to be. This, this hope that, that, that they can achieve great things. And, and we are keenly aware, keenly aware of the struggle of the classroom. We are aware of how many teachers are leaving the profession or planning to leave. We are aware of the staffing shortage of our schools and which they're facing today. COVID-19 proved to many parents the value of our teachers. Have I got a witness here? That, 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 it, it proved to us that our teachers was in line on Lil Johnny. Help us today. It proved to us that, that Lil Johnny don't pay attention in class. Lil Johnny gets up and walk around when he wants to. Lajani does not turn his work in on time because when COVID happened, we was forced to stay at home and be teachers to our children. And we learn all the time that the teacher was not lying. And, 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 so, and so when the school system opened back up, we were excited. I know, wait, wait, I can't speak for nobody else. I only can speak for myself, amen. We were excited that these kids are going back to school. M matter of fact, some parents was so relieved when they went back, they got upset when the school system, let's take an extra week to come back from when this virus is running rapid. So parents got upset, not because they was concerned about the safety of their children, but they was concerned about their own mental health. I, 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 I wish I had a witness. I, I was on the call when parents are upset with our superintendent because he was putting a pause just for a little while for the safety of our children. And they were mad and upset, not because they were concerned about the child, but they were concerned about themselves. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God for our educators. And I want to encourage all of our educators and everyone who's in the building today is dealing with whatever is going on in your life. Whatever you are facing today, I want to tell you all, strength is on the way. I know, I know, I, I know, I know you're saying, Pastor, I'm tired. Matter of fact, as my mother would say, I'm sick and tired. You're weary, you're exhausted, dealing with the affairs of this world and dealing with the classroom or being in administration, dealing with all of the kickback. That's what you're trying to do to help somebody else. I am tired. I pray today that you can take these words from this sermon and hopefully they can help you in your life to let you know strength is on the way. So the question today may be, why do you suggest strength is on the way? Well, let me tell you, strength is on the way because knowing who God is gives you strength. Knowing who God is gives you strength. The children of Israel are in captivity by the Babylonians. God is speaking to them through the prophet Isaiah. They've had to deal with the hardships of exile and slavery, being stolen from their land and forced to hard labor in a foreign country. But now they're on their way back home. And God is sending them these words of encouragement. This is actually a perfect picture of grace people of Israel had rebelled against God. God had removed the hedge of protection from around them and allowed them to experience captivity, but grace would not allow them to be completely destroyed, just punished for their disobedience. Oh, y'all don't shout on that. Because we all know what it is to experience a chastising from God. We, 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 we know what it is. Many of us can testify that we've done some things that go against God's will and God has chastised us, but thank God he didn't destroy us. He took some stuff from us, but he didn't deplete us. I wish I had a witness here, but, but, but this is the perfect picture of grace because even though God allows us to go away, he still allows us to come back home. I feel like preaching today. He, he still allows us to come back into his presence and plead with him for his grace and his mercy. As they are returning, they're wondering, can they trust God who allowed this to happen to them in the first place? You all do believe God is sovereign, which means God is all powerful. Nothing catches God by surprise. If anything happens, it's because God has allowed it. But can you trust him when it feels as if God has allowed you to go into captivity? Here are the children of Israel. They're wondering, can we trust God? They're wondering, uh, is God trustworthy? And God instructs Isaiah to pose two relevant questions to the people. Have you not known? Have you not heard? He asked the question, have you not known as to say, have you not ever experienced who I am? 
Have you ever had an encounter with God? Have you not heard? Have you ever listened to the voice of God? Have you ever even heard about me, not directly from me, but by somebody else? Did your mother tell you about me? wish I had a witness here. Did, 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 did your father tell you about me? Do you have any brothers or sisters that can inform you of who I am? They, he asked the question, have you not known? The history of God's people was filled with examples of his power. There is sufficient amount of evidence that he does not grow tired, nor does he get weary from blessing and helping his people. But though in their years of exile, the people may have begun to forget or doubt what they had heard about God's power. Perhaps they had started to wonder whether if he was able to keep his promises, yet just as his power was demonstrated in creation, so will it be in recreation of his people. Black people. Can I talk to y'all right now? Many of our young adults have forgotten how much God has done for us. I wish I had a witness here. Many of our younger, black young adults are running to other religions and other places, and they've forgotten it was the black church that helped us get the liberation that we have today. Many have forsaken the church, and all they do is talk down on the church. But if we look through history, you would always find the black church at the forefront of liberation for the people. I can, can, I, can I explain? this to you if you go to the African American Heritage Museum in Washington D.C. you will see on every level the black church played a role in the liberation of the people. You'll see the Bible of Nat Turner. I wish I had a witness here. You, 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 you will see how the first uh, HBCU was started in the basement of a black church. You would see the civil rights movement was was littered with black preachers from the Christian church. It is because of the black church we are where we are today. So, so God tells the people, um, don't get amnesia now. <clears throat> I am the everlasting God. Yes, sir. Which means God is eternal. Have I got a witness here? He, he, he does not have a beginning nor an ending. He was and he will always be. God can never be considered as was or shall be. He will always be is. Because God will always be in the present. God is. A very present help in the time of trouble. God is shelter in the time of a storm. God is the one who gives me strength when I am weak. God is my first and my last. God is the beginning and the end. God is a company keeper. God is a rose of sharing. God is a way out of no way. God will always be in the present. He reminds his people 
of his sovereignty, that he's the creator of the universe and that he has all power and wisdom and forming the heavens and the earth. He is sovereign over the world, exercising absolute control over all of the nations. The prophet was letting the people know he's the everlasting God, which means he is never a point in life where God will not be there. He's omnipresent. Have I got a witness here? That he, then he tells us that God can do all things and he never gets tired, nor does he get weary. That means he's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. His understanding is unsearchable, which means he knows all things. That means he's omniscient. Knowing who God is gives us strength for the battle. I wish I had a witness. And knowing who God is is what gives us strength for the battle. I remember being a little boy, and I used to always get in fights. Amen. Somehow on the playground, I would always get in the fight with somebody. And there was this one day, I got in a fight and I beat up this little boy. Not little boy, he's the same size as me probably, I don't remember. But after fighting him, he looks at me and says, I'm going to get my brother. And, 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 and he must have thought his words were intimidating to me. He must have thought that he was causing fear to come upon me. But I wasn't afraid. I wish I had a witness. I wasn't terrified. Because I just looked at him and told him, I'm going to get my brother. I was confident my brother can take care of his brother. So in order for me to be confident and comfortable in this circumstance, I was depending on the power of my brother to handle what was coming to take me out. Y'all not feeling me in this house. So when life happens to you, you are all right because you know who will come and defend you when you get in trouble. When the doctor says it's cancer, you know, it's all right. I'm just going to get my brother. Well, I wish I had a witness here. When, when a loved one passes, say, I, I, I'm a grieve. I'm, I'm sorrowful, but I'm going to get my brother because I know who Jesus is. And I know the power of God. I can have strength to stand in the midst of the storm because I know who God is. Strength is on the way. It's on the way because you know who God is, but it's on the way because God exchanges weakness for strength. Yeah. He exchanges. You give him your weakness, he'll give you strength. You, you, you give him your shortcomings, he'll give you strength. You, you give him your weariness, your tiredness, your frustrations, your pain, your hurt. You give it to him and he'll give you strength. His power never weakens nor does it grow weary. And his understanding is perfect. With that declaration of his omnipotence and omniscience, God offers to the exiles the final resolution of their fears about the return to Jerusalem. He will exchange his power for their weakness. He gives strength 
to those who are weak and do not have might. To have no might means failure through loss of natural strength. To be weary, it points to exhaustion because of the hardness of life. God understands the difficulties of this world. And he offers us strength in order to endure what we're going through. God knows. He knows we're tired. He knows we're tired of the troubles, the trials, and the tribulations of this world. He knows that we are tired. Black people being one of the smallest populations in this country, but the most incarcerated. He knows we are tired of these standardized tests that continue to attempt to convince us that our children are not smart enough. Oh my God. He knows we are tired of these COVID restrictions that continue to try to make adjustments in our lives just so we can live safely. He knows we are tired of bad relationships and disrespectful bosses on our jobs. He knows we are tired of a justice system that would only send a cop to jail for two years for killing an un unarmed boy by mistaking a steel gun for a plastic taser. He knows we're tired. When we can watch on a camera that records a black male and a white male fighting, but the black male gets a knee in their back while the white male sits on the couch, he knows we're tired. He knows, help us today, God. He knows we are weary. He knows we are tired. So he says, bring me your weakness. Oh, God, help us today. God creates a, an exchange counter. <laughs> no refunds. You can only exchange what you have. Because God has, has set a path for all of us. All of us will endure some trial or tribulation, some pain or some strife. All of us will endure something. God said, I'm not going to give you a refund, which means make it not never happen, but I'm going to exchange what you have for something better. says, I know you're tired. I know you're weak. But bring me your frustrations, your tiredness. Help us today, and I'll give you strength. With, with the strength of God, we can conquer anything. That's, that, that, that's why when Paul, he's pleading with God in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, telling God to take the thorn from out of his flesh, he said, three times I pleaded with God, and God told me my grace is sufficient, which means uh, whatever God gives you to go through, he'll give you the strength to go through it. 
I wish I had a witness. And when Paul realized the sufficiency of God's grace, he testified that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And Paul declares, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities uh, that the power, the strength of Christ may rest on me. If you want God's strength, learn how to live in your weakness. If you want God's strength, learn how to live in your weakness. Because so, too often we run from the weak areas of life. And we continue to allow our weak areas to hurt us and hinder us from being who God has called us to be. Have I got a witness here? We, we know we want to stop doing drugs. That's the weakness for us. But we're not depending on God for it. We, we, we know we want to stop fornication or adultery. But we're not depending on God for it. We know we need to go back to school. But we don't want to depend on God for it. But when we live in our weakness we're saying God I'm nothing without you God I need your strength God I humbly submit God I need your power God I need your deliverance God is saying he gives assistance to those who are exhausted and weak my brothers and sisters every morning we get up should be a humbling time in our lives. Every time we are able to put our feet on the ground and put one foot in front of the other one should be a humbling experience. Every time our eyes can see, our ears can hear, and our mouths can talk, it should be a humbling moment where we testify God is only because of you. Every time we drive our vehicles into our driveway or into our parking spots, we can say, God, that's only because of you. Every time we take a key and open the doors to our home and, and we walk into a home that has light and heat and gas, and we can say, God, that's only because of you. Every time we can go to our closets and pick out the outfits we want to wear and we don't have to wear the same things because it's the only things that we have, we ought to give God praise. Every time we can open the refrigerator and see what we want to eat and if we don't like what's in the refrigerator, we can go to a restaurant and get what we need from God. That's a humbling experience where we say, God, we thank you. I'm finished. Strength is on the way. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you're exhausted. God hears your cry. He has noticed your tears. Please believe me, brothers and sisters. 
he's going to renew your strength. I'm finished. Let me say this. Vanessa, let me say this. He says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You would only wait on stuff you know that is beneficial for you. When you go to your favorite restaurant, you don't mind waiting because you know the quality of what's on the way. Feeling me. Into this. <laughs> and, 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 and so waiting requires relationship because if you don't trust God, you won't wait on them. Y'all not feeling me in this place. If you don't have a relationship with God, you won't wait on them. If you don't know he's omniscient, if you don't know he's omnipresent, if you don't know he's omnipotent, you won't wait on him. You'll put your trust in something else. But I tell you today, put your trust in God. Because when you wait on him, he will transform you. He said, you will mount up with wings like eagle. You will run and not become weary. You will walk and you shall not faint. God's saying, when you wait on me, I'll give you the power to fly over your problems. And when you can't fly, I'll let you run. And when you can't run, just walk it out. I wish I had a witness here. But whatever, help us today, God. Whatever you're going through, I'll give you the strength to make it through it, even if you have to crawl through it. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.